Our story is complicated and simple all at the same time. It's complicated because it takes all these twists and turns like a great movie does. It, it starts in one place and it just takes you on a ride. And wherever you join our story, you, I think, at least I hope, that you'll see a part of yourself in your life, in your marriage, or your relationships, or your faith, or your struggles. Welcome to the Experience Jesus Calling podcast. Today, we catch up by phone with songwriter, filmmaker, blogger, and author Rory Feek, husband to Joey Feek, and father to three daughters. Joey and Rory are a Grammy-nominated country music duo whose music weaves beautiful stories that are important to them. Life drastically changed for the couple when Joey was diagnosed with cancer, but they continue to pour into each other, their family, and the world by sharing their joys and struggles during this time. Rory gives us a glimpse into his background and what led up to the greatest love story he would ever experience. I'm from... Atchison, Kansas, or I was born there, and then I lived for a little while in Highland, Kansas. But I actually grew up kind of all around the country. My parents were divorced, so we just really spent most of our time um, surviving and living in different towns all around the country, and my mom trying to make a living. I grew up listening to country music. That's what my father played and what he listened to, and so that's what I listened to. And that's really how I discovered music and why I love storytelling in general. Country music is about stories. And so I grew up listening to a million of those stories from artists that he grew up with, that he would share songs with me, or artists on the radio like Merle Haggard and Don Williams and folks like that that were singing songs and telling stories. And they were all masters at it. It wasn't until years and years later that I realized that a lot of time behind the scenes, there were actual songwriters writing and crafting those songs. It wasn't the artist. I didn't learn that until I was in my 30s. And then once I did, then I, I realized that that's actually what I want to do. My father played guitar and sang all of my life. He was He was a really wonderful singer and dreamed of coming to Nashville and playing on the Grand Ole Opry and he was really good enough to do that. He just never had the opportunity. He worked for the railroad in Kansas and lived there his whole life. And so that dream of his passed on to me at an early age. And I kind of took it and kept trying to run with it on my own. It's how um, I kind of started making it my own, was, was learning songs off the radio and trying to figure out how to write my own. I was always telling stories, that was clear. I wanted to tell a story about some character that was unfolding in front of me, just like it would unfold in front of the listener. I, I Early on, I realized that my favorite part of writing songs was that I was telling a story, and I wasn't just telling a story that I made up. It, the story was sort of making itself up, and I was the first listener. And so I, I love that process, and, and I still do that to this day. So early on, it could be really about anything. It'd be love stories or someone, you know, being lost in a blizzard or someone struggling with some health issue or, you know, family stories, whatever it happened to be. In the end, I always wanted the same thing. I always wanted to end up here in Nashville um, doing something in music. So when I got out of the service in 1990, I found my way to Texas and played music full time there. I was a single parent by then, and my daughters, Heidi and Hopi, and I moved to 
Tennessee and we actually moved the first time in the fall of 1994 and then just really didn't make it so we moved back to Texas. I played music at night and then we moved to Nashville full-time to stay in the fall of 1995 and we've been here ever since. I started having some success as a songwriter. I had got a publishing deal with Harlan Howard who's a legendary songwriter in Nashville. He wrote I Fall to Pieces for Patsy Cline and Tiger by the Tail for Buck Owens and dozens and dozens and dozens, probably hundreds and hundreds of songs that you've heard on the radio. And he took me under his wing, him and his wife, and they, they mentored me. And so I started writing songs and learning how to write commercial songs and within about three years started having success. And that's when I bought this old farmhouse that I'm in right now, about an hour south of Nashville. My daughters and I moved in here. And about two and a half years later is when I met Joey. I was playing a writer's night at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, a real famous place where songwriters perform. And she was in the audience and she saw me perform. I didn't actually get to meet or talk to her that night, but she'll, she's told the story many times that she was in the audience and and watched me and listened to me and the others perform and something inside her just told her that that I was the one but uh, somewhere in the show I introduced my daughters Heidi and Hopi who were there and so Joey just immediately thought well darn all the good ones are gone and so I didn't hear from her and she didn't show up in my life for two years and then through another series of events she came to another songwriters night she had since heard that I wasn't married, that I had been a single father for 12 years. And so when she heard that, she showed up to see if those feelings that she had were still there, and it turns out they were. And so that's where we met. And it wasn't long after that that we started dating, and we dated really just for two months, got engaged, and got married two months later. That was in 2002. The great love story of Joey and Rory began at that songwriter's night and continues today, even through Joey's cancer diagnosis, treatment, and her ultimate goodbye in March of 2016. On his blog, Rory described a typical morning as he and Joey faced her final days. He would awake each morning, check on his wife, and then, quote, sit at the table with a daily devotional called Jesus Calling and the Bible. I listen to our little one playing and talking to herself in her crib as I listen to what God has to say through the words on the page and silently talk to him." Unquote. Once again, here's Rory. My wife had an amazing gift of, of uh, living her life very purposefully, but also she had an amazing voice that she used in a wonderful way, and together we were able to tell stories that weren't just songs meant to make us famous or to get our, our names on the chart somewhere. It was really about sharing our story and things that were important to us. And my wife was brilliant at it. And so we always tried to include a song that had faith in it, at least one in every album we did. And by the time last year came along and we had a chance to do one more record, even though we didn't, we weren't really sure at the time that it was going to be one more record. We went in the studio and Joey really wanted to record an album of hymns and the songs that she grew up with. It meant so much to her as a child. And 
ultimately she thought would mean a lot to our children. And so we went in last, which would be the summer of 2015, and recorded some of Joey's favorite songs. It was not long after Joey had her second surgery from cancer that we went in and recorded the project, and we were still very, very hopeful that everything was going to work out. And so Joey kept singing. We would be in hotel rooms, and she would be recording her vocals. I would record them for her and just continue working on the album all the way through. And somewhere in the midst of that, we did find out that uh, the cancer had continued spreading in spite of everything they had done. And we realized that this is the last record that she's going to make, that we're going to make together. And that made it even more important to us. It made those songs even more important, the messages that she was sharing even more important. And so she poured everything she had into it. and, And I tried to do the same. We didn't have a specific plan on how we were going to spend these last few months. We didn't know how long. We didn't know if we had days or weeks or months. We just wanted to do it well. And so daily, we just wake up and do our best to keep living a great life and telling a great story, loving each other, and sharing it. Joy wanted to go up and see her family in Indiana and spend a few days there, really just seeing the farm she grew up in and a farmhouse and being around the little community and the people up there. And that, that three or four days turned into weeks and then months. And we were there for five months and we ended up experiencing all of the end of my wife's story there. That's one of the wonderful things that happened is somehow in God's wisdom, he had, he had made it so that we started writing a blog a couple of years before that. And we had been very honestly and authentically telling our story, the good and bad struggles and the great joys that we've had. And so when this came around, it was just another part of our story. And my wife bravely wanted to share all of it with everyone. And so I I was given the chance and the responsibility to share her story and our story. And it's been amazing to see where that's led. And she, I think she loved knowing that maybe some of what she went through would be encouraging for others. And so today, though it's been 10 months since my wife has passed away and I'm here with my baby who's about to turn three in a few weeks, um, it's easy again still to see the hope that's in the situation. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of my wife or even now the book that's coming out. Half of that is really about my story before I ever met Joey and then it gives some perspective to her and I and our marriage and I think it's important and I hope that people will get something from it mostly because it's an amazing love story that I've been part of but it's even more amazing if you can see how far God has brought me in order to have the chance to be with her and how much he's still working on me and I think all that stuff is really important and so whether it's the five months while we were in Indiana last year and that story that we were writing in the blog and we were sharing and Joy was living, which is someone extraordinarily going through their last few months. Whether it's that story or the film that we got to share, the documentary that really covered two and a half years of our lives called Joy With Love. That's, that's a little bit of a different story, a little bit more of the story. And you can really see her and watch her 
rather than just read about her. You can see it and you can understand who she is and why she made the decisions she did and what an amazing woman she is. I don't want to try and share some rosy, perfect version of our life because it isn't. It, it wasn't always that way. And the truth is it was a lot of struggles to get to where we were. That's for her and I together and even more so for myself. And I think that's the part people can relate to. Joey and I all through even the difficult times, we never stopped seeing the rays of hope. The rays of hope were always there. My wife and I are big fans of Jesus Calling for a lot of reasons, mostly because it meant so much to her. We always believed that at any moment God could heal her and change how this story ends. He, he didn't choose to do that, but we believed that he could and we knew he could. And so that always kept us hopeful. And we were hopeful that tomorrow would be good. Whatever that meant, it would be good. Even when things weren't okay, we knew they would be okay. If anything, I hope people will see themselves in our weakness more than even in in our strength that we've had. I think Indiana, our, our little girl back and forth to school, she doesn't talk well yet, but she signs and she'll say mama and she'll sign, sing, and I know she wants to hear Joey sing, and so I, I put on the hymns album and we drive, we drive to school and listen to her mama sing. And it's not just singing, she's singing songs that matter. It's the greatest, it's the most beautiful, heart-wrenching thing in the world. Everywhere I go, everything I do, this house is filled with her love and her presence. And it's beautiful. And um, she didn't just make a life here. She, she made a life that's going to continue long after she was here. And I feel it. Find out more about Rory's new book, This Life I Live, One Man's Extraordinary, Ordinary Life and the Woman Who Changed It Forever at thislifeilivebook.com. Today's featured passage comes from the January 8th entry of the Jesus Calling audiobook. Softly, I announce my presence. Shimmering hues of radiance tap gently at your consciousness, seeking entrance. Though I have all power in heaven and on earth, I am infinitely tender with you. The weaker you are, the more gently I approach you. Let your weakness be a door to my presence. Whenever you feel inadequate, remember that I am your ever-present help. Hope in me, and you will be protected from depression and self-pity. Hope is like a golden cord connecting you to heaven. The more you cling to this cord, the more I bear the weight of your burdens. Thus, you are lightened. Heaviness is not of my kingdom. Cling to hope, and my rays of light will reach you through the darkness. Hear more great stories about the impact Jesus Calling is having all over the world. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling podcast on iTunes. We value your reviews and comments so we can reach even more people with the message of Jesus Calling. And if you have your own story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com to share your story today.